Hello there, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I have a special Kilkenny uh, one tonight. I'm delighted to welcome Ben Keating. How are you, Ben? How's it going, man? Uh, I have Bob Ryan. All right, Bob. How's it going, man? Jimmy Trigger. How are you, man? Right. And, of course, my co-host, Evan. And we definitely will be discussing plenty of metal tonight. And it's all about Kilkenny. It's something that Evan was really pressing me on and I thought Jesus why not if we can get the the right lads in and get them to stop that's a pity yeah. then that you didn't like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna have a go off it anyway and see where it takes us so I just want to give out some fun facts about Kilkenny for those that aren't too sure about it there's more than hurling anyway is all I'll say <laughs> first one anyway in 1641 Kilkenny was actually the capital city of Ireland now me being from Cork I have an objection straight away but <laughs> uh, and it remained the capital for nine years would you believe un- until Cromwell led the conquest of Ireland in 1649 they've retained their status as a city surprisingly enough despite repeated challenges from everybody else around the country so well done lads yeah that's why we got to keep our pennies yeah there you go man so Kilkenny is also home of one of Ireland's premier comedy festivals the Kilkenny Cat Laughs and Kilkenny is a county obsessed with hurling hurling is as synonymous with Kilkenny as fishes with chips next one (laughs) Smittix the family broom business started in 1710 with John Smittick and Kilkenny, who was left orphaned by a rebellion. He managed to get through it and found Smittick's Brewery that predates Guinness in Dublin by nearly 40 years. That's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fuck. I drank Kilkenny, enough of it. The Kilkenny Arts Festival established in the 1970s takes place in late August. Kilkenny plays host to contemporary <clears throat> art with theatre, dance, visual arts, literature, film, painting, sculptures and live performances. Musical events include traditional, classical world, music, jazz and it takes place all during that festival. And we won't forget the Kilkenny Rhythm and Roots Festival as well since its inception in 1998. I think it's in May it happens, is it? The city hosts some of the finest bands in the business. And last fact, uh, big shout out to the lads of Cartoon Saloon who were nominated for not one, but two Oscars for their stunning animated films, The Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea. And they were up against the likes of Pixar as well. So out of all that, lads, there's a lot of culture in your city. And, and now let's not talk about any of uh, that. Let's get, yes. <laughs> you just reminded me of uh, uh, the entire summer was festivals. Like, so whether it be Rhythm and Roots or the Comedy Festival, yeah. all you remind me of is like uh, fucking liver damage and bank holiday weekends <laughs> and fucking getting rattled. Yeah. <laughs> Rhythm and Roots is, is, That's is a messy one. Because like. Like, like they just, you can hear them. You can hear, you can hear this hum kind of come around the city and it's like camper vans just <laughs> arriving in with yeah. all these guys with like leather elbow patches and these funny looking fucking cowboy hats and oh, they just all man. arrive in take over the cat's laugh was the one that did the damage though because I, I, I'd work the cat's yeah. laugh like as a sound engineer and it was like five days Thursday through Monday of just non-stop drinking and then the uh, like where, if it was like Langton's right the, the pubs and stuff like they'd just stay open they didn't give a fuck like so they'd so lock bizarre, us all man. in like so bizarre mm-hmm. to be walking down John Street and next thing you're like oh there's fucking Daryl Green just, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, like, but like he's fucking pissed like he's in a chip shop on John Street at three in the yeah. morning <laughs> 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 yeah yeah <laughs> 
Was, yeah, it, yeah. was it the Hibernian that they used to have the after party as well? And that was just like the messiest fucking thing I've ever been at. And it go on to like six o'clock in the morning as well. But how did you deal as locals with tourists just flooding your city for four days and just not being probably able to get a drink or nothing? Between March and maybe the end of September, the place just flooded anyway. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. The Italians and I, lo- I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was good buzz. Like they never came to any of the gigs. Like, but, uh, our gigs, right. anyway. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Kenny didn't suffer that much. Like. Is it just me? Like, did the climate totally fucking change? I bet you all those times you can remember back, they were faded in sunshine, <laughs> and now it's just fucking rains the whole time. It seems. Hasn't stopped raining, Nickel Kenny. Actually, uh, yeah, I so... haven't been there in ten years, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start about bands that kind of came to your attention. Probably the big breakout bands were Curb Dog, Engine Alley, and My Little Funhouse. Um, Ghost, yeah. Ghost, yeah. They were probably the best band, I think, to come out of Kilkenny. Mm. I agree. I would agree with that. Gowder, for me, the best band to come out of Ireland. Period. What, a live, I, I, what a live band, too. Like, I just watched the, the, other, the other night. I, I, was, I was probably too young for it, but I, I was... The, yeah, the, uh, the hall with I, I don't I couldn't give a fuck about Fugazi. I don't care what anyone says. But I watched the the gout the fucking yeah, set. Man. The set it's, yeah. on, it's, it's on YouTube. Mm. I, sprained so my, I sprained my ankles during the during the mosh pit, and I had to take a week oh, off after. Well, <laughs> yeah, man, you meant, like gout would play like every now and again uh, in a like clears or the zoo, and man, it was like. Bedlam, it was man. like a, a mm. death de- metal festival on steroids. Like it was fucking yeah. like the craziest fucking shit you've ever seen. Like and sad hanging movie, from the rafters. Like who were goat lads? Um, you have to. Oh yeah, go on. Sorry, no one knows. Explain who they were. <laughs> how the fuck do you explain goat though? Who uh, was the drummer? How many was in the band? Well. First of all, the, drum, the drummer. Yeah. The drummer was uh, the first drummer was uh, Morris Deegan, and I think it's Morris Deegan, and then. Uh, Jeremy Hickey took over. They had the old with the tomb for a while. Yeah. Had, and then uh, after Jerry Jeremy Cantwell. Hickey, yeah, Jerry Cantwell took over after. Mm. So they always had the two solid. Uh, the the bass player singer was Gareth Sweeney. The guitarist was um, Mickey Ergen, I think. Sorry, my name. The names aren't escaping yeah. out of. I think that's it. But then the drummer left, and then they got in Jeremy Hickey, but. I don't know if Jeremy Hickey really dre- gelled very well with the band. Um, Jeremy was more kind of percussion, I remember. Yeah, kind of sort of, he, he was wasn't. Like, he couldn't. There's a fucking like, thing what? now, but Kilkenny bands. Do you remember when every single Kilkenny band had a keg player? You were not... <laughs> Yeah. You're not, and all these fucking other bands coming down playing support or whatever and everybody you're just looking at it and your boys are pulling three and four kegs out and just lobbing them around the kit. Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah, became yeah. the norm for town for a couple, yeah. maybe three ten years as well. Like. Slipknot old yeah. uh, was a Jerry Cantwell there about 20 quid at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music did Gold play? Hardcore. Punk. Yeah. Hardcore, yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah, elements of ska and stuff as well. Like. It was very pleasant. Oh, yeah, big time. I think they did supporting Fugazi so well because I can't hear that. It's like they were like a hardcore Fugazi, like. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that's it. The the first demo, I got the first demo when I was about thirteen because my friend Ken was uh, Gareth's brother. Obviously, Ken Sweeney played in piles of bands. Uh, Jeez, I'm trying to think of all of them now. It's so many of them. But uh, Ken gave me his brother's demo. It's called "For What It's Worth." That was Gout's first demo, and it just blew me away it was absolutely incredible I was only 13 when I heard it and then the album took a few years to come out the album was came out in 1997 
Yeah, Mr. Wonderful, yeah, that's mm. it. The artwork and that is, album so is Oh, it's yeah. unreal, yeah. It's, it's like amazing. a drawing or a painting of something. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it is now. But... It's like the dog shoot, a guy shooting the cat in the tree or something. He goes, yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the album is absolutely incredible. And it was Monty. It was Monty fucking produced that, though, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember Monty. I remember I, I asked him about it, and he was. Uh, I said, "Well, how how was it like?" He said, "We did it in one take, pretty much, because the boys were so fucking tight." Like, mm. Was practice. it like done live, or was it like? Yeah, yeah. Most of it layered, or... they were so fucking tight, man. Coming into it, that it just did it one take, you know. That's that was fun, like, that's now, how we lads roughly around the same age. So we coming through probably teens, early teens and goat were playing. What was the scene like when you were probably 13? Or as you said, Bob, there you were 13 when you were goat first. Yeah. It sounds like Matthew like, stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's one of Ken Sweeney's bands. Yeah, I remember uh, them. Yeah, so I would have been 1994 when I first started getting into the scene and there was a thing called uh, uh, Mosh Almighty, I think it was called. And it was on Friary Hall. That's where the Fugazi gig was on. And at the time, I was getting into the usual bands at the time, Sepultura and Biowatcher. And then you nice. go to this Mosh Almighty thing. Ken actually gave me a flyer for his band called Obscure. We're playing that, and they're supporting a band called Victimized. Oh and yeah! I was like, I was like, cool. I'll go check it out. And I went to it. And since that day, it changed everything. How I looked at local music. I had been to the Curb Dog gig, but for me, they were like so popular, so big. It was Victimized were like a very much a local band, but. Mm-hmm. They're proper, more more what I was into at the time, kind of trash metal. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Victimized were amazing. I, I went to the gig and they did a Sepultura cover and a Bioas cover. So, Perfect. just sold me straight away. And they were incredible. And Victimized were, were around for about two or three years. They won the Battle of the Bands and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there yeah. was a lot of activity in 1994, 95. Uh, but it, it, I, I don't know. My Little Funhouse, for some reason, was a bit before my time. But, yeah, it's just so many gigs between 94, 95 and 96. Right. What about you, Local Jimmy? Stuff. What were you doing then? I was, I, I'm, I was, well, I'm 37 now, so I was a little younger. <clears throat> but, uh, he was banking himself back then. Well, I was, <laughs> I was learning how to wank myself. <laughs> <laughs> Try, uh, with the fucking back of shampoo bottles or whatever you could get. Like. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't move to, <laughs> hey, look, hard time, Evan. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know, you're, you're younger. I had I had um, dialed up then, like, yeah. Well, we did, <laughs> me and me and Ben lived together for fucking years. Like, I moved into Kilkenny when I was uh, eighteen or nineteen. I came from a small village in Carlow, mm-hmm. the bottom of Carlow, and um, I I worked in Kilkenny. I I I literally had the coolest job any teenager could ever have. So yeah, I was probably. Yeah, I had, I bet, <laughs> Ben had it before me. It was a, a, a little guitar shop on Kieran Street called SNS Music. Yeah. So from the age of 15, uh, when I finished school and college, then I moved into town around, I think it was 18 or something. Me and Ben got a house. Mm. Um, was that Asher's? Yeah. No, 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 no. Sycamores. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so my introduction to the music scene in Kilkenny was a battle of the bands, and that's yeah. when I entered. That the local. Probably would have been my second introduction. Would have been that battle yeah. of the band. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, that's when 
that's when I became Jimmy Trigger, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's when it all happened for me because the band was called Itchy Trigger Finger, and then I just hijacked a name from mm-hmm. another lad, and uh, we ended up kind of winning it. And then uh, it's Kilkenny back then was a small town, but it had about like fifty bands. Really? So and it was, it was oh, mm-hmm. Richie, it was fucking brilliant. Like the best to this day. Like I've played on massive festivals. I've played with humongous bands all around this country and all that. Like some of the best shows I've ever played were in the back of Clears or the Zoo Club in Kilkenny. Yeah. Like and to, yeah. to this day, I still have pictures. I'm actually like tingling thinking about it. like I there's a there's a picture of a uh, the battle of the band's finals uh, uh one of the lads Ado and Kenny sent it to me and uh oh I'm fucking tingling thinking about it and just man it didn't matter what the band sounded like it was like it was just so it was a, a cacophony of fucking every uh, uh genre whether it was yeah, punk or yeah, Bob Bob had like the the, yeah. the the death metal band at the time, and Ben had the more grungy fucking band that I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, uh, but it was just like between the my my ages of say uh, there was a good three four year stretch there where so from like nineteen to twenty four for me at least twenty five that it was just constant and it was fucking mm. it was like an uprising or something like Kilkenny mm. was the mm. place, and then I ended up taking over booking shows in in clubs and small little theaters in Kilkenny and I started dragging bands from Cork and up north and fucking Dublin and then it just became this weird little fucking place mm. that it was a hub that no one knew and like all the all the Dublin bands that come down and they couldn't believe it and they'd like they just call us a bunch of muck savages and fucking like yeah. cold cheese and all this. Muck savages that blow you out of fucking water. Yeah, that's and, and, and we did, man. Like that's yeah, the thing. Like, yeah. So all these bands, like I, I remember like I, I'm taking full credit for putting fucking like bands like Clergy and Hero and Error, which weren't fucking Kilkenny clergy, bands at all. Yeah. I'm taking credit for fucking sticking them on the map, man, because they came down to Kilkenny and I stuck a hundred people in front of them and it went, everyone went mental and, and it just became a thing. And then there was nights where there was 15 people or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's a small yeah. town. Well, like, at, the time, come, like, you yeah, know, yeah. at the time of those Battle of the Bands, though, like that was the first, I'd say the first Battle of the Bands since like, what Bob was saying the victimized days and all that so there was a good stretch in between yeah. there where yeah. nothing happened and yeah. then Andrew, Andrew McGuinness the former mayor he was a big metal head and a big band guy and he started he put on the band and I worked in the guitar store and I, I was like well fuck it I'll, I'll enter my I, I now I came I came from the like the boglands like the mountains like nowhere so me and a couple of lads strolled into Kilkenny all these Kilkenny bands no one really knew me except for the lad that works in the guitar shop and then not being a dickhead or anything like that, but like we fucking murdered, like murdered. And it was a awful lot of upset Kilkenny lads. <laughs> like, but like went in one and then that's the, the start of my career as mm. such. That's when I, I guess I took off and then that was it. Like, and then me and Bob started playing shows together and me and Ben were already yeah. living together. And me and yeah. Ben used to do like, open mic nights and shit like that like acoustic mm. sessions and stuff like that so the widows and stuff a, like yeah, yeah it's a small yeah, town but like everyone knew who Bob Ryan was everyone knew who Ben Keaton was and everyone knew who I was there's no ego there at all it just it is no. what it was but it was a next it was the next generation we were the next generation after Gout and Curb Dog and all of yeah. that and uh, like but we we all every time Curb Dog played around like that or Gout we were all like the schoolgirls. Rushing to the fucking 
the club. Like, but at, at the same time, within that time, like Slave Zero was the big, which is Bob's band, was yeah. the biggest death metal band going. Like, so mm-hmm. and I don't know what fucking genre. We, I was a mess. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing or what kind of songs I was writing. But we were like, I, look, we always the zoo nightclub. The players it was always packed. Don't ask me why, because I looking back on it, I don't really think any of the songs were that good. <laughs> but like, it's just like it was what it was, and it was like an uprising of these fucking mm. brilliant bands. Like, and that was my favorite time of all times ever, just to live in a small little town, a small concentration, mm-hmm. and we all knew each other. Like, regardless of like the fans that like Bob's band didn't really like mine, and and vice versa, and all that. But we all were buddies and friends, and mm. we were all hanging out, so we didn't really yeah. give a fuck, which was the hilarious part. Like, so mm. I was a massive sellout at Metal Ireland. By the way, fuck Metal Ireland. Hi, lads. <laughs> <laughs> ben, suck I... my fucking tan cock. <laughs> ben, I uh, just want to jump in there. What about you? You started off. Um, were you gigging? I would have been kind of. What's that? Sorry. Were you gigging early in your teens? As I would have well? been. Yeah, a bit like Bob, I would have been a bit more old school. So mm. I would remember some of the older bands and that, like the Victimized Boys and Gout and all that and yeah. the dog. And then, so I, I played a couple of gigs in town with an old fucking punk band or whatever. And uh, then the thing that, that Jimmy was talking about, this little, I remember going to that battle of the bands that Jimmy won and just, you could tell. And I was living out, out here then, out in, in the middle of nowhere. And I just went in and, it was insane, man. It was like fucking Stevie Jeebies or something. You know what I mean? It was just so many good bands and so many, such a small space. And there was fucking so many cool people as well. And like, and like being from the back of nowhere in the country and you're looking at, and there's girls and fishnets and shit. And I was like, <laughs> I, I need to get on this fucking scene. Like. So yeah, me, me and Jimmy got a, got a house, you know, and uh, that's kind of where it all kicked off then. That little insane scene that went on for maybe five years. Five or six years worth of um, really um, great bands. Uh, did you form Chemical yeah. Addiction at that stage then, or when did they? Come yeah, out? it would have been probably maybe a little bit afterwards. I was in a band. I was in a different Day band. Charger. Day Charger, yeah. And uh, I didn't really like it. It wasn't really my cup of tea, but it was fucking. It. it was something to be at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it got me. Uh, it, 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 like that band got me known in that okay. scene. And uh, so then, by the time I started my own band, and I'm damn sure I got kind of uh, musicians who were already well known as well and uh, and kind of good looking lads as they could manage you know what I mean and uh, so yeah we kind of hit the ground when we when we did start playing then we kind of hit the ground running you know because mm. it was already established like so Bob in relation to your band then um, you, you were in a few bands at that stage but you hit hit gold with uh, Slave Zero was there other um, bands before that yeah no uh, well I Started playing drums when I was about 15, but couldn't really get the hang of them until I was a bit older. Uh, when I was 17, I joined the band with uh, Eddie. I made Eddie, who was in Slave Zero with me, and then another guy. And we did a battle of the bands. That was the first gig I ever played. Uh, it was 1998, December 13th, 1998, in uh, Hotel Kenny. It was like a battle of the bands. The band was called Mullethead. <laughs> Great and, name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just played that gig, and it was like, I, I didn't really, uh, yeah, it was just, you knew straight away this wasn't going to last. It was just like whatever band. But then about a, six months later, uh, this guy, Paul, uh, his name is Paul Callan. He put up a thing on 
looking for a, a drummer. So I went out and joined him and started playing with him. And I just said, look, I know this guy, Eddie. And I brought Eddie out and we started the band, started Slave Zero in 2000. Okay. So played a good few gigs with him uh, in Kilkenny. We released an album uh, in 2002. Uh, we didn't get on with, with Paul at all. The only reason I was in the band with Paul was because he was a guitarist and he could write riffs and he was good. But uh, as a, a personality-wise, couldn't have been further from what I was trying to do. Just very difficult person to deal with. So we basically, myself and Eddie said, that's it. We can't take it anymore. Uh, we kicked him out of the band. And then we got the lineup in with a guy called John Roach, who plays in Gamma mm. Bomb now. Shout out and to John. Two, yeah, legend. Absolute legend of a guy. And then Graham, Graham Flynn and Andy Code. So we started Slave Zero properly. Uh, with a new lineup in 2004.
then that's when kind of things took off. We got some great support slots in Dublin and we played a lot of gigs in Kilkenny. Like we played a lot in Kilkenny. And like I said, what like Jimmy and Ben were saying there, we gigged a lot with the guys. There was a great tight in the community in Kilkenny. I loved loved gigging, but gigging in Kilkenny was a different story. It was yeah. so much more fun. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you were you were probably going to those gigs at that stage, were you? Yeah, I'd say I was about 12 or 13 when the first time I went to the zoo because the zoo used to have um, every second Sunday um, used to have the all ages gigs and yeah. you know it's one thing you know seeing like Alice in Chains and loving big bands like that but I think what like just completely took me was going to somewhere like the zoo seeing like normal people making music that I loved and I just got obsessed with it it was more inspiring to me to see gigs like that in smaller venues because it made me be like, I can fucking, I can definitely do this. Like, um, I think from there, I just got obsessed. Like Kilkenny was, as the lads were saying, there was so many bands as well. Like there was, I think like the, it, so many genres, so many everything. And just, like, you would have the most mixed um, lineups as well. Like you would have yeah. a death metal band, a grunge band. I think some of the, Battle of the Bands even had, what was it, Kickstart? I know they were like an acoustic thing and they got fire in it as well. Do you know, it wasn't, there wasn't any, um, oh, that's not fucking heavy enough or that's not what, it was just people loved music and I think that's what just took hold of me and I just needed to do something. I started some fucking shit bands, but I was just so excited to get involved in it. I didn't really care. It was only till like, I'd say, about 17 or 18 that I was like, right, it's one thing to play gigs, but I need to be, I want to do something that's fucking sounds good as well. Like mm. <laughs> put the time and effort into it. And had you jammed with any of the lads at that stage? Ben or any of them? Um, no. I, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to earn my way into that. Yeah. I think the first like <laughs> decent band that I was in in Kilkenny was probably the Lions main, but that was, I, I wasn't really writing any th songs. I was just kind of, playing bass um our the singer and guitarist doll was kind of it was his it was his thing but it was just good to be able to be involved in something that sounded decent mm. and then um like i was always always obsessed with chemical addiction i still to this day one of my favorite bands like and i i say that to ben every day that i talk to him i just like fucking loved that band so when ben asked me to join chemical addiction something that i was like secretly hoping for for years <laughs> like years there was a few times we went for a jam just for just for the sake of it just playing chemical addiction songs being like John, I could play them <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. well but I could play them but I think kind of the common denominator amongst y'all is and I think it's a vital part of the scene is the all ages gigs oh huge yeah mm. I think as well that Kilkenny was like a bands were doing an Irish tour, you had to play Kilkenny, you know? It wasn't like, mm. I, now it's like you have Galway, maybe, uh, Cork, Dublin, and maybe Belfast. Mm. But you could do two gigs in one day in Kilkenny, you know? You could do the, the All Absolutely. Ages one and then play the nighttime. same venue, just the nighttime one. It used to be like the Saturday night gigs in the zoo and then you'd have the Sunday, Sunday gig as well. Yeah, and everyone would be fucking hanging, but you'd just be like, that's where I'm you're going to sure. have the biggest crowd. Fuck. Like, Fucking four paracetamol and two shots of Jaeger. Off we go again. <laughs> Round two, ding, ding. 
And what about the Lord with the drums? Uh, you were involved in that, Bob, and Jimmy as well. Well, Jimmy, yeah, my, I was. It was Jimmy who kind of organised that with Frank mm. from SNS. Talk about that and how important was that as well to the town. Uh, it was kind of like Frank Salmon is the owner of SNS Music. Him and his wife, Frank and Fanula. Again, I'm going to plug the shit open because I owe him so much. Like, but uh, oh, SNS Music. I actually probably I probably owe yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I might I might have taken a couple of plex every now and again, but whatever. But um, yeah. <laughs> Me and Frank would sit in the back of the shop and Frank is a like a legend drummer, a legend session drummer. And then he's just obsessed with fucking drums. So we come up with just weird ideas every now and again. How the fuck do we... Like he was obsessed with like Terry Bozio and stuff like that. Like yeah. he'd go to clinics and shit like that. And like how would we do something like this in Kilkenny? And I think Lord of the Rings was the thing then. So we're like Lord of the Drums. <laughs> like now well, what do we do? What is Lord of the Drums? And all, uh, I was like, well, I know a few lads. I'll call Bob Ryan <laughs> and I'll call one or two other call, lads. Yeah. Jeremy Hickey <laughs> and fucking... Shane was it Murphy Jeremy Hickey? Was it? Jekyll did a few as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Jura Cantwell and all these Kilkenny lads. And what it was, was we got a sonar sponsorship in the Zoo nightclub where I put on shows as well and we all played. Mm-hmm. And we just set up this ridiculous big stage we and uh, we put about six or seven drum kits on it yeah like this is the worst place you could ever go if you were hung over like but it was yeah. on yeah <laughs> this is what we do did you remember two, do you remember the two kids that went up drumming oh uh, Dar- Dar- Darren Nolan oh yeah Darren Darren. Yeah. Darren Nolan he was only a little kid and Colin yeah. Dowling and Darren like, Dowling yeah, Darren yeah. Nolan is the he's the drummer in Kevin Addiction now yeah yeah, oh, yeah. no oh, way wow. he is yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. That's fucking just for me to look back and think of him. And I remember him coming into the shop as well when we worked there. Like, and he'd be like, he'd be over straight over to the cymbals. And he was only a fucking little, little chap. Like, and he'd be like, Tracks yeah, you know, don't, yeah, take your hands off the cymbals now. Get back up to your dad. That's amazing for me to look back on. Colin played in like the Year Grunge Broke and all that crack. And he's one of yeah, the yeah. finest drummers now now as well. So oh, like, unbelievable, you know, like, yeah. They came, they came, because of because of Lord of the Drums, kind of we all figured out who these two kids were, and they're yeah. phenomenal. So amazing. Well, I think it, it, it was it was really cool because we got to like 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 Bob can talk from his experience of it. We got to like put a bit of shine on a couple of the local talent, and we bring down lads from like Kildare and fucking Nace and Dublin and all these places. And and all they do is they just show off for a minute, and then. Again, at the end of it, it was like six, seven, anything you could pick up and bang, kegs, glasses, yeah, beer bottles, anything. Say, it was a fucking mess, but it was brilliant. <laughs> like, and, and, and yet again, yet again, during that time, it was only in Kilkenny and it became mm. this thing that we did yeah. for like three or four years. So three I don't know, Bob could probably tell you from, I'm, I'm not a drummer, so. Go on, Bob. Yeah, no, it was, it was <clears> a really, <throat> really good, it was, I was actually delighted when, when uh, Frank, was telling me about it. I I ended up doing the posters for the three shows for oh, three yeah. years in a row. Yeah, I, I I just um I was just happy to be part of it, but I I'd never really done drum clinics back then. You know, as well as that, there wasn't like YouTube back then where you can go watch no. back in Dave, Dave Lombardo doing his thing. You know, it wasn't like that. So I I just got up and just played drums. But I mean, you know, it's kind of like a lot of the drummers didn't know exactly what to kind of 
how to approach what to do. it. It's more like yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. So just get up there, enjoy yourself, and show a few moves. And the one thing I was just so surprised is how much of a turnout there was every year. Every year, like, yeah, it was massive. Every year like, it was packed. And I mean, for a bunch of drummers yeah, playing, that's yeah. it's not normal. <laughs> and know? it's crazy to think now people where, actually enjoy this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's so hard to find <laughs> drummers in bands, you know. But in Kilkenny, yeah. we had a fo- every year. There was a full day where like so many drummers from all around the country would come down and play. There was samba bands there as well. I was going to ask, was there surely samba there as well? Oh yeah, it was everything. Like I think um that that's I think that's what I mean about like just Kilkenny having like if if you want to put something on, like it especially in the zoo when it's all all ages, people will just get interested. Like they will they'll just come down like Lord the Drums became such a huge thing. And I think even for me, because at the time I wasn't playing drums because having a drum kit in the house is not easy. But I just, I was obsessed with drums before even playing them. And that's because of Kilkenny. And what were the venues like back then? Was there maybe three or four main venues? I know you talked about Zoo. Um, what Clears. else was there? The Pumpers. Pumpers. Pumper Palooza was unreal. Ryan's as well. Ryan's was a little hidden gem there for a while. Yeah, yeah. The back Oh, room. yeah. Ryan's, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like it, playing in Ryan's, playing really heavy, loud music, and it almost felt a bit wrong. Yeah, is Ryan's up at the top of the town? Uh, it's on Friary Street. Uh, near, uh, it depends what way you're looking at the town, I guess. There was a, is there a what's there. the place that's, that has a bus out the back of it? Oh, that's oh, uh, Billy Burns. Billy Burns. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, we actually yeah. played with Victor. But you, Bob, yeah. you were at that. Remember the victimized comeback gig? I was just yes, about to say. Yeah. We played, we played, we played the yeah. That was, the, know, last, that was the, last, the last time they're ever allowed to do a, yes, a metal gig. That was the last heavy Jeez. gig ever because you could, you could hear him in Callan, man. About yeah, 20 yeah. Miles away, <laughs> you know? That was a great night. Great night. It was a great night. Yeah. And the boys yeah, played for two and a half hours. You know, it was mad. Like, yeah. Headland. But it was more like a biker rally, I think, that gig was more yeah. like. Yeah. 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 And those guys that owned the likes of Clares and stuff, were they just happy to see people come through the door or were they kind of happy enough to just get any gig in or was it always traditionally a metal? Uh, no, Clears, they didn't have anything. Okay. Yeah, Clears are definitely like, you've, you've had, you know, and loads of like, it's kind of cool because loads of famous people like have played in Clears, like the likes mm-hmm. of Chrissy Moore and and uh, like the Frames and that played in, in, uh, in there. So you got you got serious history in, in that venue, like you know. Yeah, like we yeah. we played um, because I wanted to just do um, a gig in Kenny again. I was so adamant about getting it, so we had um, ourselves and Baylor, and then we got a local. Like trying to find a local support at that time was <clears throat> like that's what made me kind of realize like fuck the scene is nowhere near what it was because the only local support that we could get was like. I can't actually remember the name of the band now, but it was just a drummer and a bassist. And I wanted to have a local support, but it was very weird playing Clears again. It was great. Um, and I think that the thing about Kenny is there's kind of politics almost sometimes involved mm. in asking support bands and stuff, you know? Where yeah. like, uh, we lost these boys and then they're like, fuck you, man, I'm playing support to your band, you know? Mm. It, has, it always has been a little bit of a trick like that. But... And what about Zoo? Jimmy, um, how did that evolve? Uh, basically, well, when it started, when I got involved, it was with uh, now the former mayor, which is hilarious, Andrew McGuinness, and uh, which I he's, he's been over here. Now, oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, 
I brought I brought him to the the rainbow room here in LA and got him fucking shit faced. So like, what wasn't very political that night, but uh, no, like he was only he, he was he he grew up with like Bob and them lads. So, yeah. but uh, he he started the the gigs in the zoo and then that's when we me and him then we kind of evolved i just got involved started helping out helping out and then next thing he was giving me like 30 quid to fucking come down every week to fucking just help out and as we said then we started like i can't remember it was one of us anyway we had the idea of like if we're bringing down bands from like dublin and shit like that we should put them on, on like the zoo essentially on the weekend was a dance club which okay. look is what it is but then that start to teeter off they have to dance so but then we had the idea of like if we're going to bring down bands on a Sunday from Dublin or wherever the fuck or Donegal or wherever the fuck they're coming from like we should put them on on the Saturday night and we'll we'll do a gig on a Saturday night for over 18s because that that always became a thing as well like there was like the more disgruntled older lads that wanted to come to the zoo on a Sunday but it was all ages Uh, and like there was an open (laughs) bar and everything man like so you got to imagine there's like a, it doesn't matter. I can say it now. Like, uh, but like, there's a lot of teenagers like shit faced and stuff, like yep. drinking in the alley. And uh, then there was like, there were older lads who wanted to come to the gigs. So then that's when me and Andrew started bringing down bands to do the Saturday nights. And then we'd end up just standing in the back alley all Saturday night drinking cans, get up on Saturday, or Sunday morning, and do the shows again. And then I actually started working with Johnny, who was the manager of clears theater who was across the street because that was my local like that's where i okay. go give them all my fucking money and um, it was not normally like a more of like an indie venue or they, they put on plays there and shit like it was clears theater like you know mm. but it wasn't like it was a room with a really yeah. shit stage and um so i i, I just put, put together like a fake fucking promotion business trig promotions or whatever the fuck i call it and then i started running saturday night gigs there as well so again they were the two and they were right across the street from each other so it was always like if slave zero wanted a show well and they wanted over 18s well slap them in clears if the zoo couldn't do it or mm. vice versa or whatever so mm. it was like i don't know i i, I like just even the venues themselves are kind of prolific like as ben said like they're fucking like because I, I would work the cat's laugh as well the comedy festival and I'd work in clears as the sound engineer and then um, there'd be fucking legends coming in there man like really famous fucking comedians and stuff coming in so it was like I just had a good rapport with the, the management and again I probably gave them tens of thousands of euros over the years fucking drinking so yeah. they probably owed me but yeah th- th- those those venues for me were the, the ones for me and what kind of attendance would a lot of these gigs get i mean i know that there was we'll say discord from mexico came in which um bob remember sorry yeah. i don't I mean no. it, it, it just came into my head what's the, the italian band that you did the tour with for three or four days around ireland but you came to we did a saturday sunday gig in the zoo yeah uh what was so that, that was, called uh, that was it was Two bands were doing a European tour, Sanatorium and a Business oh, Tournament. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That, that, yeah, yeah. that weekend, yeah. that was Richie. That was like one of the examples of like... I can see that poster in my head. Like, yeah. Dude, that, that was <laughs> that was one of the roughest weekends of my drinking career. <laughs> but like, and I'm not even a death metal person. I'm not really yeah. into it. Like I, mm. I do 
genuinely love like certain bands because I'm 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 definitely I'm probably like Ben. I'm more of like a melodic person. I love heavy music, but I was a choir boy for fuck's sake. But that weekend was a perfect example of like bringing in like bands from out of fucking country. Like so, yeah. and just like welcome to Ireland, lads. And then you bring them into this basement club called the Zoo, and they're like, it, it's it's essentially the the length of a fifty two seater bus, and you're like. All right, and then for two days straight, it was them Slave Zero, and it was just I can still smell sweat and and pints being spilt over, like it's just like mm. rotten yeah. stink. But it was a great weekend. Like, sorry, Amazing. go on. Yeah, we, we 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 put them on in Dublin the night before, and we did very well in Dublin. It was Sanatorium Abysmal Torment, Slave Zero, and Warpath in Dublin, and it was Warpath a great night. Well, got about, yeah. yeah, got about 190 people into favors that night. It was really successful. Wow. Okay. Uh, and it was a great gig. I mean, people were into it, but it wasn't like crazy. It was just good fun. Mm. I went down to Kilkenny and the Saturday night gig in Kilkenny and Sunday all ages, which is insane. Really? I mean, you maybe got 100 people, 100 people in the, the Saturday night. The Sunday was about 150, 200 kids. But mm-hmm. it's just, you, you know, you, could, you could, can't even imagine something like that happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like going in on Mondays, like every second Monday, walking into Kieran's college, like not able to lift my neck. Do you know, like just <laughs> looking at my shoes because my neck was so fucked. And I'd run like, as everyone's walking in, like you could see, you could only tell who people were by the fact that everyone had big, massive skate shoes that were like, <laughs> their foot's like that size, but the shoe is like this size. <laughs> I could tell it was T or someone. And I was like, oh, Savage yeah, yeah. last night, man. Yeah. <laughs> in absolute bits. Yeah. You got you to gotta imagine, Richie, you're walking into these venues that hold, like Clears holds 70 people. Probably. Mm. Yeah. If like, even, uh... I, and then like there was times, I, like you asked like what kind of crowds, like yeah, there was times you might only get 15 people in it. Like, But there was also times in like a 70 person venue that we'd smash 100 people into it. Like so, or like the zoo was no more maxed out uh, 120 people. Like, but we would, like I'm not. I remember the the finals of the Battle of the Bands the year that again it all exploded. We smashed nearly 200 people into the zoo. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> but like you you would you you, yeah. you had to walk down a. It was a club underneath a townhouse, so you'd walk down the stairs beside a porn shop as well. Beside a porn shop, and the second <laughs> yeah. you'd walk in the door, the fucking waft of sweat and heat would hit you, yeah. and then it was no holes bars for four hours, and it was just like yeah, I I can't I just don't you hear about these venues oh CBGB's and all these documentaries like fuck CBGB's you ever hear the zoo with Kenny like just like yeah, I've, even I've actually said the same thing to be honest yeah I think the the zoo is just so like I feel like people don't know enough about it like you know mm-hmm. like even those those battle the bands that would they were my world cup every fucking year mm-hmm. like I had I was like oh they, these guys are going to get through to it like I had it all completely panned out in my head I knew what way everything would go it was just getting so fucking into it um, so you know you knew Evan then I was going to win like obviously that's right like, well I feel that one's still fucking <laughs> robbed like, <laughs> I didn't say I agreed with all of them like <laughs> okay right, right, right. <laughs> politics politics there we go yeah it's coming full uh, circle yeah. like, <laughs> no, like the, the one thing um, when I, I used to gig around the country a lot with uh, Nerdy Dead Jim the other band oh. I was playing with yeah so Nerdy Dead Jim and Slave Zero Bob, with two bands Bob stop yeah. for a second I- I'm just gonna say it my all time favourite band ever to come out with Kilkenny ever in the history awesome. of all bands to come out with Kilkenny Gout or all that 
Nearly Dead Jim is the best band to oh, ever come out with Kenny. Couldn't End agree more, man. End of story. I was, I was fucking. I you know what? When I got to support the podcast them. is over. Turn yeah. it off. We're going home. Yeah. I was well, only actually saying to Bob not long ago that, like, I remember when um, a band I was in, Mantra, I remember getting the text off um, Andrew being like, oh, Nearly Dead Jim are playing. Do you want to support them? And I remember being in the car coming back from my grandparents' house. And my shitty little Nokia, I nearly fucking threw the thing out the window. I was just so excited. Uh, sure, even if there was a couple of years ago, I asked you to send me one of the um, CDs. The, and you did, you yes. did straight away. You were like, yeah, no bother. Um, but yeah. we went to, re- the last time we went to record, um, well, no, not the last time. Like one, when we went to do two of the singles, we, uh, I brought the, the uh, Nearly Dead Jim CD. And I was just like, yeah. by the time I got to go to record, I was like, I don't want to play these songs. I just want to be a nearly dead gym. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, look, nearly Great dead gym are the, the two guys in the band with me. Are still, mm-hmm. two of my best friends, mm-hmm. Steve Ryan and Eamon Gray. They're amazing, uh, incredible musicians. I was actually very honoured to be in the band with them, even though they were like two of my closest friends. But I was kind of like, I suppose it was a bit different. Some of the the drumming I was playing was more kind of heavy metal drumming. The guys were more. It wasn't. Oh, it works so yeah. well. Yeah. It, that's what made it good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really like enjoy playing with the guys. Um, they're just uh, uh, really fun times. And like we used to, like, it was a bit different for me because I'd never really played in a band like that before. But when we played with Kenny, everyone was really into it. And, and it gelled well with playing with Chemical Addiction mm-hmm. and Issue Trigger Finger. Like, Nerd of the Gym was a more of a, I thought it was more cohesive with bands like that. Uh, but I really enjoyed playing with the guys. And I was just telling the guys before, Jimmy, that, uh, Nerdy the Jim played your CD launch. Do you remember that? And I mm. played drums with you oh, guys yeah. that night. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, one, yeah. The one-off. Yeah. yeah, the one-off, yeah. It was good yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I was saying about, uh, when I was gigging with the two bands around the country, mm. I'd meet so many people and they'd be like, where are you from, Kilkenny? And when I tell them about Kilkenny, about the gigs that, like, I'd say it off the cuff, yeah, we played there a couple weeks ago, we got about 200 people in the door. People's jaws would drop. Yeah. That you, that you, yeah, but I was like, is that like one off? I said, no, like maybe there'd be 200 people, 150, 100, you know, depending on the bands. And the gigs will be on what, lads? Every second Sunday? Every, every the, two weeks. One, yeah. yeah, every two weeks. I mean, there was always think, crowds. I couldn't believe it a lot mm. of the time. The time... I think kind of I, money like, almost took over, didn't it? I think money almost... Because those gigs, they, when they started out, they were on once a month. And you'd have a, you know, we, we had loads of local bands and we could bring a band down from Dublin and that. But then the gigs started happening more and more frequently. And the crowds, obviously, you're going to put something on every fucking week, man. Kids aren't going to have money to come into town and go go, go nuts. Like. What years was so, it, Ben? Uh, that would have been about 2005. I'd say about 2005. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would have been when things got a little bit, it got a little bit hectic and the magic yeah. started to kind of. Because and you were bringing and then there was more and more bands. You were running out of Kilkenny bands, and uh, there was more and more bands coming out from Dublin, Kildare, and all that kind of stuff. And nobody knew who the fuck half these bands yeah. were, you know. Yeah. So the crowd did kind of dwindle a bit then, and then you'd have a fucking huge gig where you had two great Kilkenny bands playing, and the place would blow up again, and it would be yeah, just like yeah. it always. It's true, actually, because I remember Michael Spite came down. It was oh, a whole gig yeah, smart yeah. thing. The lads mm. would put on a gig, and there wasn't many people at it, and they were like. I thought you said it was, they'd be saying to me, I thought you said it was big crowds. I'm like, well, there's big crowds for bands who are established here, I suppose, that play here. Mm. You know, maybe that's yeah, what it yeah. was. Mike, it's so like this being one of the biggest 
draws in Kilkenny then like every time they the, came then, it was as such soon as they a built big up deal. their yeah, yeah yeah what kind of style did they play oh fuck um no, they, man, they were it, such a mix. It, it could be funk, and then it could be super heavy, and then it could be, I don't know, like Toothpaste Song is a good example of just being like three different genres. Going on there. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. An Irish, Irish system in now. They were actually the last ever band to headline the zoo, and we played right before oh. them, and then that was oh, at the very last gig, yeah. Was it fuck? Yeah, swear to God, man, yeah. Uh, I, I, one band that keeps coming up, lads, is Atrax Mantrax. Atrax. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now yeah. tell us about those. They've come up a lot. That was um, T's band. Fucking yeah. Oh, band. Was, was fucking. That was that was the that uh, was like uh, T was like the resident super metalhead in Kilkenny. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like was always if you want, was, there was no, yeah, but if, he had metalhead. he had all the T-shirts. He had all, he was like. Number one slave zero fucking fanboy. I mean that in a nice way. Like, and then I, I like T's band, Atrax Mantis, were like almost like the little baby brother band to Slave Zero. Like, and then absolutely, yeah. Bob, Bob and them, like when they got like uh, my my favorite in, in, in what's the word I'm looking for incarnation of Slave Zero was the uh, when Graham Flynn fucking joined and Andy Cody like so and yeah. just like. That, uh, what was the fucking uh, the red covered EP you did that was my favourite like uh, uh, Pain Remits yeah yeah, yeah Pain Remits because it was it had melody on it that's why I liked it Like, but that I, I think that, that that was like uh, I don't know again I have no fucking idea what genre my band was but like we we'd go off and we'd play with like Slave Zero and Atrax Mantis and like T's band like he was Captain Gutteral like just like oh yeah there yeah, wasn't yeah. There's no pitch. There's no nothing. It just sounds like a freight train running through a tunnel, like so. And just like blast beats and everything. Like his band would make Slave Zero kind of seem fucking not that heavy. Who were the band? Um, who, who were the band that brought the pig's head to the zoo the night? Do you remember that, Jim? Oh fuck! No. They, they played in Cork so, as well in Krushkeen. Oh. Yeah, yeah sure, I can't uh, fucking remember. Putrefy. Putrefy now. It probably was. Yeah. I just remember they brought this fucking pig's head out of a bag and started firing pieces of it around. Yeah. And you're like, I was I like that bad. We used the pigs. We used the pigs around here. Come on. Atrax <laughs> Mantis um, record anything? They actually they went on to win the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, they, they're still so far. I know the tune. Lit, I know it starts like that. Like, lit. what the fuck is the name of it? For those Fuck no. your God, the number one hit from Atrax Mantis. Decay. Wait, was that Fuck your a, God. That, was that not a that's decay, decay song? That's, 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 yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was Decay. That was like T's band before Atrax. But that um oh, really? I remember as well, it was only saying to Bob during the week. Uh, I remember um when Atrax were doing like a warm-up gig to support Candle Corpse and they played in Clears and they came out to the Lord of the Rings tune. That was fucking brilliant. <laughs> More bands should do that. Isn't, um, isn't it a pity that there wasn't much, that there's not, I don't know, like uh, some way that we could have recorded all those bands in Kilkenny like, mm. at the time. And even, even I'm, like imagine having like a compilation CD of all of those bands oh that God. were around during the series. Wouldn't that be yeah. fucking amazing, man? But sure, That'd Ben, be we were silly, fucking, yeah. we all like, there was only, there was like Broderick's recording studio and the mill. And we, you're trying your best, man. No money. Like, we like, fucked all money. Yeah. Even like Richie, we, we like went the year, like I, I won the battle of the bands, the, 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 the prize was you get to record a CD. Mm -hmm. But, 
the CD, the value of it was like a half a day in the fucking studio. So it yeah. never, it never no. panned out. Like, so we even like from the day that we won to the day that, as Bob said, like uh, we had a massive CD launch in Kilkenny. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was, it was nearly two years later though. Like, but, but because we had yeah, to well, save up was... money and like now, now literally like after this, I'll turn around and just fiddle on my computer and write a fucking album if I want. Like, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah. Like, mm. it cost me nothing but time. But like back then, like we honestly, we actually. I remember Andrew. Uh, we we tried recording stuff in the zoo, but just man, the, like the technology and quality and like sure for fuck's sake, like half of us didn't have like mobile phones or nothing. Like you know, so just mm. there's no way to capture. And honestly, I bet you if we did capture it and we look back at it now, we'd probably think it was shite. But like, it's just the memory. Like, dude, I I can't. I I I like Bob. I played all over Ireland. Like. The biggest shows they ever played were like in Cork or Dublin or like that, but nothing compared, man. Fucking yeah. nothing compared. Like nothing. Play a couple Cork Opera House was the best. Me, me, I remember nearly that, that gym. That was the blast and, uh, gigs, was, wasn't it? No, nearly uh, that gym that you drink your finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half, in the half man, Cork Opera House. Oh, the half, half moon. That's it. Half yeah. moon. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we thought we made it, like, because we'd go in and <laughs> we were like, so picture, I know pictures of nearly dead gym from that, all right? Dude, Dude like, is that one of the so many proximity infatuation? Is that? Yeah, yeah. That in my head, but it was like it was it. like, besides that particular venue and three hundred kids that didn't give a fuck and yeah. like mm. th- there was just there's nothing like Kenny going on because we we like between me Bob and Ben we played all the fucking venues like we played them all there. You we know what? All... Man, that's the thing about like that, that, that's almost a Kenny thing is we say the boys that you have here right we we would have been lads that would have went and played gigs in other counties. Does <laughs> the thing Kenny. There's a thing in Kenny called the Parliament Street Tour. Yeah, and yeah, a lot yeah, of bands yeah. from Kenny yeah, don't yeah. go away from the Parliament Street Tour. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's fucking that three clubs. Yeah. You, play you play there, and you play there, and then you fucking get drunk, and then you do it all again next month. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of bands Absolutely. fall into that kind of... I think you, know, you made geez, a, you, Ben, you made a big go deal to... about that as well, actually. I remember when I joined Chemical Addiction, um, and we, we played those gigs, but there was always... Like, we always, we always had somewhere else that we were doing. It was never just. Yeah. If you're going to go to Dublin and play to 10 people, fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? and you drill that attitude into me, being like, always yeah, have another bad. gig that you're going to. Always have. It can't just be like, cool, yeah, that was a oh, great gig. Your buddies, clears. Yeah, oh, now yeah. what? It's like, well, we'll write a few more tunes and then maybe in a couple of months we'll play those to the same people. Like, you can't do that. You have to just keep nah, continuously nah. playing or else. And you see, the thing about those gigs as well is like, um, you know, it's it's like the whole kind of, you know, with every single year, those gigs are getting more and more magical in people's heads. And yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you were playing 30 people in clears and <laughs> then a, a year later it's 50 people and a year after that it's 100 people and a year after that it's a fucking thousand people in the back clear, you know, but like, yeah. if, get out there and do something, you know, even if you're playing to 10 people in Fibbers. Do it. do it, yeah. I I definitely in my head like at the time I remember being like again like I was young and stupid like but very ego driven so going like going down to Cork Richie and playing the first one or two shows and then going back and people knowing who I am like there was mm. no better hide than that like and that seeing, like young young lads and young ones all walking around with your shirts. Cause they like the shirt that cost you fucking twenty quid to make, but you sold it for ten. <laughs> but like, yeah. but go, going back like two months later, and like that fucking like that's the one thing as Ben was saying, like the Parliament Street tour, like you play in clears, then the next day you walk yeah. across the street, you play the zoo. But 
not many lads like we we go off and we like again I just remember one of the, the nearly the gym gigs in like the half the half moon in Cork and we go mm. down and I wasn't even playing it I went down with the lads just to fucking hang out mm. and people knew who I was and I'm fucking 20 years old like so nice, that that man. for me and my confidence was like I'm going to Cork that's a hundred fucking miles away and yeah. I'm there and people are like oh man saw you a month ago or saw you a month ago you're fucking deadly like you're <laughs> fucking great right <laughs> yeah. saw you a month I was ago like, you were shit I'm from yeah, Cork yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm from Cork like it's just like but that that was like I think that kind of or like I remember Ben got in like he, he got in with like the lads from Cillian Rail and stuff like that and you were constantly uh, going yeah, up and down mowing them yeah 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 going up and down to Dublin and like because like it was nice to go somewhere else and people yeah. were like, oh, well, well, well yeah. the lads, like, or how's it going, lads, or whatever the fuck. But like, it was great to make contacts like, like that as well, that it was like mm-hmm. just doing gig swaps. Like, that's what's... Yeah. Sticky Digit, Sticky Digit down in Wexford yeah, as well. We, 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 yeah, yeah. Them. we did it the, two uh, gigs uh, in the one day in fucking Wexford as well. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah like, you you a, got that into your head of having like friends bands that you're like, I'll put a gig on here, you put a gig on there, another two gigs, and we have somewhat of an Irish tour to do because you're not like yeah. do you can't really think, do fucking 12 days in Ireland like you know I, I think the one thing I've learned over the years over here like again it's not me I'm, I don't need to drop names like I know a lot of now because they live around here like I'm, I'm in, the, in in the valley in uh, Los Angeles that's where everyone lives like artists and stuff like whether it's like Hatebreed, who the guys in Hatebreed who I know now, like, and or like, as Bob said, like the lads in Biohazard who I know now, like, I can text them all or whatever and be like, Well, lads, what's the crack? But like, do they text it was, you a, back it was a they do, yeah, dick pics, <laughs> more. Uh, um, but it's it, it was it was like the fans of those bands don't particularly like each other's bands, so but like they're all we're, they're always networking, and I rewind 20 fucking years, and there's uh, in my house because my house was the, the party house or whatever in my house I had Bob Ryan sitting on the couch drinking cans Ben Ben Keaton sitting on the couch drinking cans fucking tea from Atrex Man to sit on the couch and we're all plotting and weaving and I'm like how can we get there who do you know there like so like and we we'd help each other like yeah, absolutely it was, yeah. it was yeah, fucking it was brilliant but, but the hilarious thing and this is why like I fucking I need therapy over this like the Metal Ireland thing was hilarious for me because everyone fucking like and a band like mine hated my kind of band like or hated me or hated everything to do with that because if you weren't metal fuck off fuck that, that was that website was fucking poison it was poison like absolutely it's probably i've never been i haven't been on it in years but it is even still a thing but the fact know, of the matter is, is they're like fuck you slave zero fucking deadly true metal metal fucking iron my fucking gay music chemical addiction meanwhile like the three four of us lads are all sitting on the couch together like trying to plot and fucking plan posing gigs oh, I know Bob did so you saw Hatebreed didn't you yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. as well wasn't it Dublin, um, Dublin Temple yeah. Bar Music well, Centre yeah well I played with them in Button Factory yeah Temple Bar Music Centre at the time yeah but uh, yeah. No, like, I mean I went to, I think I was telling you during the week Evan and Richie about that that I went to see Hatebreed in Cork mm. and there was eight people paid in <laughs> you know? wow. unbelievable yeah that was in Mr. Bradley's, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was in Nancy Spain's. Oh, Nancy Spain's, yeah. Uh, Wait. I've seen Hatebreed. How, that uh, is Mr. Bradley's. Now. Is, it, is that what it's called now? Yeah, I think so. Okay, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. not Nancy Spain's, all right, yeah. Go on. Nancy Spain's, no, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, like, I mean, Hatebreed did an Irish tour in 2002. Played Dublin, Limerick, and Cork. 
Uh, 40 people in Limerick, eight people in Cork. And mm. yeah, they did 140 in Dublin, you know. Uh, but they were probably still coming up then. But it's like, it's crazy when you think about that now. You know, it's like some bands have done that. You hear about bands, I can't remember who, but like, like even back in the day, H would bring OPEC over. They paid the 200 people, 150 people. You know? mm. I remember the first time I ever saw Biffy Cairo in Dublin. It's 150 people out of 200 people, something like that. So. Yeah, it's just like you have to start somewhere, but like it's fair play to some of the bands going and doing that mm. to actually travel around Ireland when they don't have a following yet. Yeah, uh, like Jimmy Jimmy was saying there to go for H Trigger Finger went down to Cork and they played to probably no one. The next time they went down to play to 100 people, it doesn't matter if there's five people on stage, the word spreads, you know. And this is before this is before social media, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Bebo, like, yeah. <laughs> Are you aware of the scene that's that's coming around now in relation to metal bands? I know probably Cork, Limerick, and Belfast would be. Yeah, Belfast is supposed to be. That's unbelievable. Yeah, there's sick bands. In but Belfast, are, you, yeah. are you following the scene much, lads? Yeah, I still follow the scene, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't play in an active originals band at the moment, uh, mm. but I very much follow the scene. I mean, I've been into this music since I was 13, and nothing changes whether I'm playing it playing in active bands or not. I, I played in active bands for 17 years. So uh, it's kind of, I might get back to it again, but I, I very much, I'm into local music, whether, whatever county it is, but I love going to local bands, checking mm. out new bands. Uh, there's so many great forums and so many great like groups on Facebook. It's, it's pretty easy these days. Yeah, there's some shit ones too. <laughs> yes, there is some shit ones. Are we going to mention them? I was like, Kevin, you say it. Oh, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> fucking dickhead. Like. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fucking idiots like that around. And uh, I I just have my groups that I, I, I like to check out new bands all mm. the time. There's mm. so many great fucking bands out at the moment. Always is. But it's unfortunately that, and obviously because I know we're talking about Kilkenny, that Kilkenny, that there's not much happening there because it's it was so much good stuff there for a long time. Yeah. And... I know the last few gigs that I played in Kilkenny or I went to in Kilkenny was turnouts were so bad. Yeah, it's it's a generation really, isn't it? I yeah, think I so, think yeah. The first time that I, my first gig with Chemical Addiction was a Wednesday night supporting Koala Attack from the UK. Do you remember that, Ben? And oh, you're, yeah, totally. I remember like Fucking during that, Koala that attack. We'll, what a name. we'll never ever forget that because Soundcheck went, Ben's guitar was like, Chun, 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 chun. Your fucking tube burst or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. But there was oh, still, fuck. on a Wednesday night, there was still loads of people at that. Like, yeah. I think most people For were probably Wednesday. coming to see if I was going to fucking goose it or not. Like, but. You were always a good man to have in a band, though, Evan. You always had your written fucking crew. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, hasn't changed. Always. Hasn't we changed, 50 people yeah. at the gig and 30 would be his buddies. Like. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> but hey, fuck it. I charge, I charge the fuckers a five minutes. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the guest list? Not you. No one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Yeah. 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 Ify, that was it. <laughs> there's, there's two, two other bands that I just thought their names are pretty cool. You might be able to fill me in on them because I know fuck all about them. Lead balloon. Oh, lead balloon. In the That's animal house man. every second weekend. Uh, what was the lyrics? That was uh, Peter McGlynn. What's his new band now? That was John John Doran's band. Oh it? fuck! That was my brother's band. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> was, was John in there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, oh, yeah, with Patrick. They were good band. They were yeah. Yeah. Really, really good I remember band. they had a song about they the zoo. Good. It's like in the animal house every second weekend. I'm trying to remember the rest of the fucking lyrics. But again, like they were lads that I thought were fucking legends because Paddy's like, in a Paddy's in a really really good band now. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think of the name. They have the owl. Um, mask yeah, it's, it's, and, it's almost like kind of like. Like rock opera. Yeah, it's like a like, Faith No More kind of vibe to it. Like, I'm just trying to remember the name. Is it now. Doctor, Doctor something or something? Doctor, no, I'm just going to say Strange Love. He, he's called the Doctor anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah. What the, that's what Paddy's called. He puts on all these big mad makeup. And you know, Led Balloon's still, like one of their videos is still up on YouTube. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's it was fucking class. I think they were very, um, like, Patrick being Patrick, like he, that was just, I'm going to fucking experiment. That didn't sound like anything mm. else in Kilkenny. Yeah. Or to be honest, Ireland. Yeah. It didn't sound like mm. anything else. Uh, they, they were unreal. Like they were absolutely unreal. So I've That's also the, scuba, scuba dice and clit, clit, stim? Stim and the Orifice activists. Yeah. What's that about? And if you remember that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember Clitch Stim and the Orvis activists. I remember Scuba yeah. Dice. I, mean. I remember I went to see Clitch Stim and the Orvis activists. Uh, uh, God, I, I can't believe I remember that name. It's just hilarious. That I haven't heard that name in years, but uh, they were basically like a Primus covers band. Okay. <laughs> so they they played for a battle of the bands back in the day, you know, when yeah, maybe late nineties or whatever. But I always thought it, one of the funniest things ever, and I, I can't believe I remember this because. I wouldn't remember this uh, only that you said it, but um, they were they were named at the battle of the band. They were naming out the bands that were playing, and the girl who was naming them out didn't realize what she was actually saying. You know, <laughs> she said, "Next up is Clitz Tim and the Orifice Activists," and everyone just burst that up. And when she got up again, she said, "I I can't say the name again." Because someone had said to her, "You can't say that." <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Unreal. And it was on the radio as well, on Radio Kenny. They were naming out the bands and the Battle of the Bands and it said clits them in the Orifice Actors. Me and the guys Ooh. would just absolutely die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they should have uh, won. <laughs> love that. They should love the, that. And she love getting shit on the radio <laughs> that you're not supposed to, to get on the radio. Yeah, yeah. It's like we had the song called MDMA. And it's about getting yeah, get yeah. That was a single off as well. That was the first single. Tits at, at festivals, and they'd be just playing it on Casey Lorelix. It's a song called MDMA. <laughs> they'd be talking about taking yeah. pills and getting fucking mashed. But yeah, that was, that was great. Like, <laughs> and how close did uh, Slave Zero Bob come to making it? Uh, it made it in my eyes anyway. Well, I know oh, it made you, Ireland. Uh, yeah. Europe. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, I wouldn't say we were, uh, look, we, we, we tried hard. We worked really, really hard. Uh, mm. Got some good support slots. Got a, you moved a to Dublin over. as well, didn't you? Yeah, Audible. well, it's actually when, yeah, when I got the new lineup together, we were, I was kind of based in Dublin and then I was actually, I was living with the guys in early day gym and then I was playing with Slave Zero back to back. We were doing the same okay. at the same time. It was a very God. busy time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I, I wouldn't say we ever got close to making it. It was just, yeah, it was just that we worked really hard, played as many gigs as we could, and tried to get some some exposure. But it's just, yeah, of course, back then I was so ambitious that all I wanted to do was trying to get abroad and play festivals. But yeah. God, it's so difficult. It is Bob, so so hard. How was it like with you leaving, like actually coming to making that decision? Because I remember 
you left and then they actually yeah. got Ben Wonders in, but he was like yeah. fucking... Yes, they did. He was 19 at the time and I remember... Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was 19 because I saw them in clears and he had his long hair and I was just like, who, what the fuck is this? Like, who he's, is this like, robot? He's like Flo like, from the Topsy or something. He's like yeah, an he's like ben to this day is Like Orca, um, a band that he does with uh, Dave from um, Baylor and Paul yeah. Whelan. And yeah. Roe is doing their vocals now. I know Xander did for the first EP, but um, they just released a song at seven o'clock today and it's fucking yeah. sick. Wow. Well, ben, ben is a genius, like not just drummer, like the singer, guitarist, everything. He has his band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the band. He's in a new band now with the guy from Xeroth. Uh, Xeroth is a band who's in for a while. Uh, I think that's the name of the band, sorry. But uh, I, the I just know that... One. Is, is, oh, is, uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's, he does vocals as well. I can't remember the name of the band. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a new band. Slave but... Zero, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's like I, I left the band in 2009. Uh, ben took over. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was in the band for nine years. Like, yeah. That's enough time to be in a band. I wanted to do different stuff, go traveling, stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah, no, it was great. Like, I, 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 I wish the guys the best when I left, but I just uh, like, there's only so much you can do, you know. I, mm. I have to say, like, I, if I'm going to be honest, as soon as we got the support slot for Hatebreed and played Hatebreed, peaked. Not that it went downhill for me, but I just kind of like I, I pretty much fulfilled what I wanted to do. Mm. Okay. If that makes sense. Uh, what I would say about the, the whole Kilkenny kind of early noughties thing as well, and you boys all know what I'm talking about. You, you, you almost you felt like a proper bit of a superstar almost back then. Do you know what I mean? And I can see because like, a lot like, of people have left the Kenny, but I, I fucking stay. And uh, I'm looking at the, some of the lads who were in those bands back now, and some of those boys ain't doing so good, man. It, it, it's almost like a mental health kind of a yeah. stigma thing about you were this proper like little superstar, and then this bubble burst, and these guys don't really know what to do with themselves. You know what I mean? It's like well, okay, where, where, like where are the 200 people shouting for my bands anymore? You know. And I've I've seen that I've seen that a lot in in Kilkenny and maybe it's just because it's such a small scene or whatever. But you will you will spot the certain boys you know certain lads have taken to booze and and stuff like that. Man, that's like that's people, kind of a more serious fucking, aspect. Of, I get what you're saying, but the thing is, well, like in Kilkenny, like people fucking cared, mm. like they really. And the thing was, is like there was no at the time. Oh, there's ego everywhere, but I think just if if someone like your band. They'll, they'll just say, man, I fucking love your band, you know? Like, you would have someone stop you on the street excited to see if you're going to do something else or, you know, like, it, it, you were just constantly, again, it being a, a small city that you're, you're surrounded by people that are as interested in it as you are and just want mm. to know when the next thing is or, or what's going on or what the plan is. Basically, mm? a great sense of community. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah, very mm. much so. Jimmy... I just want to talk about you now for a minute. You got as far as you could with with your band, Itchy Trigger Finger, and you decided just to leave then, yeah? Uh, it, it, it goes back to what Ben said about the mental health thing and all like that. Like, and I just, at 25, I I saw the cap. Like, I saw the ceiling. And I was like, mm. fuck, like, there's nothing's happening. Like, and being dead fucking honest with myself now, because I go back and listen... Like, I'm not sure we were that good. <laughs> so just like being fucking dead serious, honest. Like, um, so, and I, I literally was telling someone last night here, like, what's it like back there? And like, I was very like uh, undiagnosed, like with like very bad depression and 
I literally only got diagnosed with PTSD like last year and stuff like that. So all these fucking weird things were going on for me at home. I don't know if I ever hid that from the lads very well. I'm not sure. But good like, night shit for me. I, I made know. it. Well, uh, <laughs> I was stuck with you. Like. But um, I made a choice at 25. It was either like, and I'm not trying to be over dramatic here like because I'm very happy it didn't go this way, but it was either I've hit the ceiling, that's it, and I'm not, Richie, I'm not very good at anything, to be honest. I'm not much good at fucking anything, but I'm, I love writing and I love singing and I love, and I got better, I got a lot better actually over the years. But uh, it was either one of two things, get better and leave or fucking kill myself. And that was it. Like, and that was, it's not like to put a damper on the fucking, if anyone's listening now, turn off because you're not going to like this next part. Like, but they were the two the two things and I spent two years at home sitting in a house by me like by myself a lot of the time in a room planning my fucking move and not knowing what to do because like Ireland Ireland can just like Ben said like I could have easily been one of the lads sitting down in the pub neck and pints on when's the door come out Tuesday <laughs> just like sitting sitting in the pump house on Tuesday spending me door money or I, no I'd be dead I know I know for a fact and it's, I, it seems that kind of there's a, like a natural progression when you're in a rock band and I don't know if it's Kikenny or if it's Ireland or not you're kind of in your rock band then you're like okay well I'm too fucking old and I can't cut it in this shit anymore and then you're up in the broad maker playing your acoustics playing your yeah, Irish yeah. ballads and you see these fanta- these guys that were in these fucking fantastic Maybe. bands man mm. I remember Maybe seeing the, the I remember seeing the lead singer from even from uh, from My Little Funhouse, and uh, he was playing in this pub. And this guy sounds like Axl Rose, you know. And he's sitting there playing Four Green Fields in an Axl Rose oh. voice because that's what you fucking do. Yeah. No, that wasn't. You know? That was that was never that was never the plan for me. So I said I'd either join the no, 20, yeah join the Twenty Seven Club <laughs> and fucking ended. Heroin wasn't my flavor, so I would have drank myself to death. Or or get the fuck out, and then I I remember vividly remember uh, at the house that me and Ben used to one another fucking house me and Ben used to live in. Uh, I sat in my bedroom for two years, and I saved every fucking penny. I wouldn't go out on a Saturday. The lads had all show up in my house drinking in the sitting room, and mm. like going out, and I just sit there like a miserable prick. But I'd be sitting on me money, like I'm like come out and have Bring a few pints. No, I can't. I'm broke, and but I had a plan, like I. I nah, I wouldn't call that a plan. I don't know what the fuck that it was. That was an Ashers, but... wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all I knew was Colin was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you selling all your t-shirts. And everything. Yeah, dude, everything. Just fucking and his Bebo page up. Jimmy selling yeah. all his t-shirts. His jackets so, and all like, that. Yeah, even on fucking online, it probably looks so either this cunt's gonna kill himself or he's li- going off somewhere. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> but it was. I just. I I don't know. Then I just bought a ticket and. I didn't know where I was going, to be honest. Like, when I came up, it's on March 17th next month. I'm 10 years here. Like, and uh, I remember on the third, I, I landed in LA. And then the second day, again, it's, it, dude, the window's open. out, <laughs> sunshine. There's blue skies. It's lovely outside. There's a palm tree outside my window. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Mm. The fucking second day here, sitting in a hostel, and it pisses rain for 36 hours. <laughs> right? Like, torrential. So hard that when I walked, to the fucking shop to get some food my shoes fell apart like it was fucking like and I remember going back to a hot I went to I went Jesus. back to a hostel on Hollywood Boulevard and I cried for the whole day by myself and I was like I don't yeah. know what I'm doing like and, I, yeah. and then and were you and going then, out to anybody no no I was a fucking clown like I would I like, like again hindsight 2020 like was it the greatest idea would I do it again I don't know man because it was like literally 
You'd still be working in the shop, though, man. Do you know I, what be, I, mean? I, I would. I, I would have been still working in so the I, shop. I think you would repeat, like. Yeah, I would have been forty pounds heavier. I would have been down in the, the bar it, again. Like honestly, Ben, like, I don't know if I ever told anyone back then. Like I, I was, I was adamant I was going to end it for myself as well. Like I was dead ser- set on like this is it. Like I'm not. Like there's only so many times I can go down to Cork or up to Newry was a great place for me for some reason and like walk in and be like oh like there's your man and brilliant but like it wasn't paying bills it wasn't doing anything for me and like but i remember bob went traveling around america a year or two previous prior to that like and then he came back and i thought that was what was going to happen like i went out with a set amount of money uh i had 15 grand like i saved 15 grand like in wow. fuck like i was like right this is gonna and i made it last for nearly three years which is hilarious lost a lot of weight let's put it that way but um and then i just wandered around and i once I, uh, I wandered around for a while, I ended up in Denver, found a band. They sponsored me for a visa. Uh, but that's like, that was just getting settled. And then I came back to like Hollywood where I am now. And, uh, the very first night in Hollywood, I was like, I met this girl. Like, again, they're all fucking hot here. So I met this hot girl who's still one of my good friends. She's lovely. Um, and I was getting shit-faced in a bar in Hollywood as you do trying to get to know people I'm not in my old age I realize I'm not very social like I don't like going out like, I, I'm not I like to be left alone like, um, so this last year has been brilliant but the first night in in Hollywood drinking again getting to know people and I go in to take a piss and next thing uh, Migs Rascone from Coal Chambers taking a piss next to me and I was like what the fuck and then I'm hammered Irish you have a bigger dick than you he's Mexican and Asian he's a tiny little cock so, uh, 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 but like I'm, I'm standing there, hammered, holding the wall, trying to like not fall over, and he walks in beside me, and like, Cold Chamber were one of my, still are one mm. of my all-time favorite bands. Like I fucking love Cold Chamber. Like, and all I could think to say was, look over while a man is taking a piss right beside me, and I looked over and I went, well, I have all your albums. <laughs> <laughs> that was it <laughs> and that was it and then that was the that's the start of the story and then I ended up being in a band with him and a bunch of other lads that are like I grew I, again just like kind of like Bob was saying like, all these bands like I was on a tour with Hatebreed for fucking two months like uh, I was like it's so surreal like I came I, I, I literally posted last night on an Instagram thing like ask me questions or whatever the fuck it was and I was like will you stay in America or why do you like America and the reason I, I love it it's it's it, it genuinely is the land of opportunity and what i mean by that is i have an opportunity here to pursue a dream it doesn't mean it's mm. going to happen doesn't mean it's going to come true but if i'm sitting in kilkenny playing the same fucking songs or fields of atten rye and kittler's in on a saturday evening like with me acoustic guitar because like just that jimmy that's a great singer fierce singer but he does a great that old 500 miles cover like you know like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it but here like there's no, there's no offense, and I love Kilkenny. Like, if I had to live anywhere in Ireland, I would absolutely move back to Kilkenny. Like, there's no opportunity. Like, like mm. I, there's no, I, I don't, I don't sing covers here. I write songs here. Like, I compose music here, and then I go just like going to Cork when I was a young lad, somewhere where I didn't live and people <laughs> knew me. I can go to the other side of the country now, and people know who I am because they listen to my music, and that, that's an opportunity that's a fucking that's something that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world like and and just like i get i have a funny story about like biohazard it's just like 
I'm shooting a music video in downtown LA. Like in my head, I'm losing me fucking shit. Like I'm like, I can't believe I'm here doing. I'm shooting this big fucking music video. And next thing, Evan from fucking Biohazard texts me, Bob, and he's like, uh, "Hey, is that you down on the street?" He goes, uh, "It is Evan from Biohazard." Hello, like you know, just <laughs> we kind of go, "Oh, I can see you from my apartment. What are you doing?" And I was like, "Going oh, what?" Walking down Kilkenny, it'd be like one of the lads text you, hey, I saw you walking down High Street. Go home, you bollocks. Like, you know, yeah, just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think you are? But then that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was always my weird, like the the ironic thing about it all, like the hilarious part about the entire Kilkenny scene. Like we we all had our individual fan bases. Everyone showed up for the gigs and like that. Like, and for whatever reason, and it's not like uh I don't mind, like I think for me what happened when i was like 19 20 in the kilkenny scene it happened overnight for me where me and ben like were the lads like we were the fucking lads people Mm. knew who the fuck we were and for and that like that kind of in a small town that can do damage to you as well like you know I probably believed a little bit of my own hype as well like i'm i'm deadly i'm the i'm your man like and And I think there's a bit of that in Cork. Do you think, Ed, in the Cork scene now? Um, I think it, like I think that's just worldwide. I don't think it's. I think if anyone does something and gets praise, it's up to you to decide to take it with a pinch of salt or not. I think certainly with God alone that yeah, but they des- getting... like they deserve that. Oh and the yeah, lads, but I mean, the lads but are so same, so incredibly. They're the most grounded guys humble. ever. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like I definitely. Think people will go oh jesus there's god alone more so than other bands. yeah they, they they probably would like yeah yeah i think i think the thing in cork now is um there's a great sense of like again like just being the lads like people are interested mm. in different music and they're interested in what other people are doing like there is there's definitely bands that are kind of like see it as a competition which is a sh- kind of shitty way to do it like and it's usually a lot of like mm. you'll get a smaller band that gets something very small and then they're almost like you know i'm sure there's like fucking group chats somewhere that are like cutting the back off some band but you're still you'll hang out with them or something and like i just fucking hate well, that, that, that shit, happened like. to me when right before or right as i left because i flew back to france to record an album with a band from Limerick or a lad from uh, from Censura, they were called. They, they 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 basically reinvented themselves, and then I got contacted. Tony Macca was the singer with them. Yeah, yeah, he? yeah. But the, here's the yeah, yeah. here's the hilarious part, though. Like to go with what Evan was saying. Like I I I came back, flew to France, recorded an album, and then like a month later, we signed the fucking band to an American label. We were on Scuzz TV again. My, was that Century Media? Or no, was... it was a. Uh, be, be, uh, yeah, we did. We did a bunch of great videos. It was it was a subsidiary of like Sony. Like mm. it doesn't matter. Wasn't well, that the the video that Katie's in? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah but yeah. Uh, besides the point, like just like Evan was saying, like we we got like amazing recognition throughout the UK and like on forums and the comments and like Europe. And then I was in America and like getting a, like the lads at home tore me in half. Like they fucking just. I could do nothing right. Like, and then all the, all them, I don't know. The hilarious part is Evan, I don't know any of the previous members, but it was like, it was Irish websites. Like they just go on and they fucking tear me asunder. Like, but the fact of the matter is I was doing something like it was good as well. It fucking signed for Christ's sake immediately. Like 
so that that war, I, I that, at that time, I was very resentful of like the Irish scene and the Irish mentality. And to quote my mother, like, sure, it's nothing but a nation of begrudgers. Like, you know, this is like, but then you have to go to the bar and they come to the fucking gigs and they're, they're like, they're still, it's just, it's a weird fucking spot. Like, so I'm, I, I, I don't know. Like, that's why, again, I like it here more because like, you're not in everyone's face on a day to day basis. Like they, Oh, like here it's just they only know you for the job you do in a band or something they're not like sure who do you think your man is he only works in a coffee shop fuck him like you know that mm. kind of shit like they and and that's why i was joking with you before we even started like do you want to refer to me as my my legal name or not i was like no i don't want yeah, yeah. i don't want people knowing because it's too easy fucking find me or have people fucking threaten me and that was a lot of that honestly, that was a lot of what pushed me out of Ireland as well. Like, do you remember? Do you remember that old story with Bono when Bono moved to America? No. And Bono did the interview, and they were uh, <clears throat> they asked Bono, "Why, why do you live in, in America?" You know, and he said, "Well, he said I've got a big house, you know, and I've got a couple of lovely cars." He said, and like, "American kids walk down the street, and you know, they they look at my house and they look at me and they look at my cars. And they go, like, you know, fuck, man, someday if I work hard enough." I can have a house like that and I can have those cars, you know? And he said, you were going around Dublin, he said, and you have that house and you have those cars. He said, and kids walk up the street and they go, I'm going to fucking get that cunt. And that's just about yeah. it up, doesn't it? And, and again, going back to mental health stuff, like yeah, none yeah. of us know, like there's five of us talking, like none of us know each other's mental state uh, as we are now. So me being me at the time, like I was fully ready to fucking like how do again the 20 the, the, the 27 club like the fucking how do i end it like how do i fucking find the cheap way out like and gone. going online and fucking getting it's, it's gone. slammed and slated by fucking everyone it's just like i don't know like, I, I kind of feel like i was driven out of ireland to be honest like but, mm. but yeah it's just the, the it's to quote, like yeah again to quote again to quote like nearly dead jim like do you not think that's like a proximity infatuation thing where it literally is just it ha like with Ireland because it's smaller, like that's not to say that won't happen in the US. I think what we're talking about is like is like it man, that shit happens in Ireland. But I'm wondering if it's because Ireland is so small that you know it makes it easier for that shit to become prevalent. Whereas when you are in the US, it's bigger and it's not like yeah, oh, I'm trying to figure out what way kind of word in this, but because it's smaller, people are like around everyone a lot more, and if they they see more people doing things, and they just get fucking pissy about it, like that can happen all over the world. I do believe it does happen in Ireland quicker, but I'm wondering if that's just because Ireland is smaller. It is as well, but like it's also going back to what I said earlier. Like none of those lads on the forums and all that shit knew that. Me and Bob and Ben and T and all the other lads were all sitting in the same room on a Saturday night, yeah. drinking cans, watching X Factor, planning mm -hmm. and plotting, like, you know, just like on how to get on X Factor. On how to get on X Factor, yeah. The retirement <laughs> yeah, plan. Yeah. Like no 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 like we don't <laughs> see that now. Like we don't like what that's the the reason I do genuinely enjoy social media now as well. Like we get to see more camaraderie through through bands and like we get to see more like you're one band you love, one band you hate, but they're all taking pictures together and taking yeah, selfies. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, it makes you stop for a second and be like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not going to insult them, maybe. Or I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it, but it's just yeah. like, 
Like that, and, but I think if you're if you're a dick, you're a dick. If you're a dick, you're going to spread dickness everywhere, and that's only going to go so far. I think if you want to be like if you're genuinely a nice fucking person and like doing nice things and people shit on you for it, that's fine because that's, that's their kind of deal. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, if you want to be someone that's like, I, it comes to like a strength, but not everyone will have, but if you want to, if you're surrounded by people being fucking negative assholes and again, like you're saying, sitting, having points, if you want to sit there and, buy into that as your encompassing world that this is actually what people are like or do you want to be like man I don't want to be shitting on everyone all the time like I just I don't because it happens it really fucking does and sometimes it's so unnecessary that I don't know why I said that's so weird but it's like people do it for the sake of doing it it like people talk shit for the sake of talking shit like I feel like they don't actually mean half the things they say because if they were on like if there's anyone that I wanted to talk shit about I'll happily say it here because if there's someone I wanted to talk shit about I I mean it like you know you can't be fucking roses all the time let's not pretend that you can there's people that you won't like but it's like standing up and liking what you do or don't liking what you do or what someone else is doing and not just being a fucking yeah, but social but media pussy say, where you hide behind but everything. But I would say like, musicians more than anything else would be susceptible to criticism, no more than praise as well. So we're, yeah, we're coming we're, with, it, with yeah, any kind of art. Same with yeah, sport exactly. as well. Like. So that's where this is coming from. You know mm. that you're you're up there as a target. You know, so and it's, yeah, I just say fuck everyone. Like, class, and it's like. down to the person then to. Uh, and how you yeah, adapt of course. to it. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, some so people... it, with Jimmy over in America, I mean, yeah, fucking fair play. Keep going mm. on that journey, man. We fucking, you're one of us. You're doing good, dude. <laughs> you know, fair fucks. Oh, no, I, I'm flying the flag every day. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just like, I, I feel, I, I always remember when slaves, I remember it was a, I think it was like a Watergate show or something like that. Like, I just wish people saw us all together at four in the morning after the show in Eddie's garage or something like that. Like, th- then it would shut a lot of people up. Like, it would be like, it's, it, I, I don't know. Like, I, I always, nowadays, I always promote more. I, ne- I don't talk shit. I genuinely don't fucking talk shit about anybody unless you're on Metal Ireland and you can go fuck yourself and I hope you all die. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to have to check if that's actually still Is it? Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm even, I haven't a clue. I actually haven't a fucking clue. No, even then. It was replaced. Even, That's all good. Yeah, by, by Seesaw, was it? Go on. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's I, I don't not know. put it on the show, man. Yeah, Come on. yeah but that, that's, that's the thing is like, it's, it's like, and again, as I said, like being over here and like, like I did a warp tour a few years ago and I, like, that's a fucking mess of like, geez, like, Eight, 90. You don't know what time you're playing every day either. It's not a set. Well, no, it's it's not that. Time, it's, it's, it? it's ninety-five percent of the bands like, to me are like, I don't know what's going on. This is shit. Like, but the fact of the matter is, they all have their fans, and when all the fans leave in the parking lot later on, between all the buses and all that shit, like all the bands are hanging out. Like again, me and Bob, me and Wayne from Hapri became like fucking really good friends because we just hang out and just drink fucking shit beer and like talk shit, but online. Like again, now the beautiful thing is now we can share these relationships. Like we can share this mess of Zoom calls or whatever the fuck it is, and mm. we can share like, here look like death metal or grunge or whatever the fuck I am. Like the fact of the matter is, I saw Bob 
practicing and writing all those albums. Like, so for me to say, fuck it, Slave Zero or shit or whatever, no, no. I just, I'm not, a, I don't particularly enjoy the music, but I saw the work that went in. And nowadays we get to show off that, which is fucking brilliant. Like we get to show off that I, me and me and Ben live together. We practiced Alice in Chains songs and Oasis and all that shit. Like we learned how to sing together. Like, you know, people don't see that. Like, so, so it's easy for someone to say like, you're shite. Like, but I, the one thing I do miss about just, I would 100% go back to the days of just us lads like the, just the, the the two lads here that I know well, like that going back to just drinking cans and talking shit and listening to tracks and like, what was the, uh, the hardcore band we always made fun of online? The, the, the fucking, I have videos, Fury of Five, like singing, singing along to that and like singing along to Hatebreed songs in my sitting room. And all like that. I wish that was, if that was the scene, if that was like, I guess I'm living in, in, in like a utopian fucking wannabe hippie world where we're like like hey um I, I don't particularly like for example like the 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 defiant stand bob wasn't a big right. fan like you know I, I didn't get it but the Jesus, yeah, defiant but, stand, but the, yeah. the pain remits ep i was like fuck yeah this shit is awesome like so and like ben i just like ben's music because he, he sings mm. so and he's a fantastic singer like but i mean but it's getting just, back to bob there bob you've unwittingly become a curator to some degree of the Kilkenny scene, man. You sent on some fantastic posters and pictures and stuff. Yeah, dude, that was so good to look yeah, at as it's well. It's very yeah. important uh, people like Bob in a scene that will have the fucking savvy to save fucking posters and pictures and stuff. I, I, I'm just, uh, when it comes to when I, when I first started playing music properly, uh, I just document the living shit out of everything. Uh, even before smartphones and all this stuff, uh, every recording, every gig, every single thing the band ever did, I had a video camera mm. and I videoed everything. I've got, oh, I went up to my attic to get everything. Like I, I honestly, half of it isn't online because I can't get the time to do it. Mm. I started doing it for this podcast. I sent you guys all the emails and Ben yeah. and Jimmy, I'm going to send you guys everything. Oh, I have your email addresses now. So, I'll just forward everything on to you, but I, I saved every, uh, so many posters, uh, news articles, but it's just like, I think it's so important, yes. you know, because you, when you're in the middle of doing a gig, promoting a gig, whatever, you just, you're so busy and there's so much to do that you just forget about what you're actually doing. You just, it's like, it's like work. It's like every day in work, you just go into work, you do your work and yeah. You know, but uh, when you save that poster and you save everything and, and you go back to it 10 years later and, and see this stack of stuff, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. Um, and just to be able to get... I was buzzing re re looking at all yeah. them, and that was actually and, insane. And when you guys uh, emailed us about this, I just thought, look, this is a perfect opportunity to send it on. Because I did save a lot of stuff from other, uh, from other gigs that I played around the country. But I saved absolutely everything from all the Kilkenny gigs. Yeah, because it's except the one that, except the except mantra, for the one. mantra one. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was actually literally just googled to see if I could find it, but people was gone. And I remember it. It was a picture of like um, wires, like skyline. Yeah. It was blue. It was ye. Um, Japanese toys. Japanese is that toys. Right? Great band. That's the one. Yeah, and then us. And I remember just being like, and Bob, this like as in you were such an influence German wise for me that I used to put my China over my front toms. Like, and I remember like doing like support slots when I was a kid 
realizing how actually it's so fucking hard to get like a boom stand in front to do it enough that it's not going to knock off and it isn't going to fall forward and stuff. But I didn't do it because it felt it just like for me, it was like, well, that's where you put one. That's it. Bob Ryan, Bob Ryan puts one there. That's what I'm I, doing. I think I mainly like put my... there so no, no one could see my ugly head in the middle of the <laughs> 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 curly hair. Oh, no one, yeah, exactly. No one could see yeah. No, go on. I always... To reiterate, sorry, China. China. To reiterate <laughs> yeah. what uh, Richie was saying, like, Bob Bob was definitely, like, he was, like, an ambassador yeah. for mm-hmm. not just metal music, like, for rock music, I think, would inc- even though he yeah, lived in Dublin, he was just, like... Mr. Fucking, he's nice. Like he's a nice fucking guy. Like so, people, <laughs> why, why, like let's go on. Like you will not find a bad word said about Bob Ryan on MetalIreland.com. Like, I guess put it that way. Like, but also then when Nearly Dead Jim started, it was more like emo or rock or whatever the fuck it was. I'm not like he, he just, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I tell him to shut the fuck up and get on me shop. Yeah, stop wearing makeup. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Dude, there's not that even a filter. Behave, I, I just look behave, this good. Behave. Imagine he takes it off and he just looks like 80. Like. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Probably. But I, 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 there's sunshine now, so I get a tan. But it, either way, like Bob, Bob was like, when we did go up to play shows in Dublin or wherever, like everyone did know Bob, which was hilarious as well. Like, uh, yeah, no, 100%. I absolutely agree. And like the hilarious part is not blowing up fucking Bob Ziegler or anything like that he spans probably uh, a far like I'm Ben I'm Ben as well but like Mr. Social being Bob like, he spans the the genres and decades of like Kilkenny's greatest and the bands and stuff like that yeah it's just I don't know like that that was one I, bet, I don't know if I was ever envious of it but I no you know what I was fucking envious of it because I didn't have the social skills that he had as well mm. like within the the country like it's so. important yeah you're spot on man and yeah and he's sexy and that's the reason well, like... why we're basically <laughs> doing this show you know um yeah. to fucking acknowledge it you know to bring up how sexy bob no. was. how many how many of these have i done now and finally we get to talk about it yeah. right? well i uh, i lost all respect to him when he cut his hair and sold out so just i'm just saying <laughs> 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 but I mean, lads, for for your stuff, um, for people to find it online, I mean, um, Nearly Dead, Jim, I've only one song, Bob. Um, I can't find yeah, it, Bob. There's, there's, unfortunately, there's not much online. Uh, maybe I'll try and rectify that. Um, it was all just, on MySpace. Uh, yeah. There's one, if you search Nearly Dead, Jim, you can get Proximity Infatuation, which I sent to Richie. Great yeah, song. like I think when I was explaining to Richie about how much this band meant to me, mm-hmm. like, and thinking back, like, what, 2013 or 2003 probably is when... 2003, um, when, 2004 uh, is when we started. 2003, 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, I remember uh, w- when that EP came out, I was just like, quality of recording, like, even listening to it now, it's not... Um, like, I could play it to someone and it's not just like, oh, I love this because of back in the day. People are yeah, like... Yeah. That's subjectively just a fucking banging tune, you have to know. Yeah, well, thanks, man.
things where I just like I suppose sometimes you're just like does anyone want to hear it? like what you know but it's, yeah. we, we, we were kind of around where social media was it was just before social media had really taken off so we're, MySpace yes we were on that a lot we put up some new songs uh, but the band uh, uh, the band fell apart then so yeah, that's why it wasn't there but Slave Zero when I left the band kept going so yeah. that's probably why that's still up still, on Spotify you know, so yeah. Jimmy you have uh, you were, your last release was uh, Become a Ghost in 2019 would that be right? yeah yeah. it was just a single I did and uh, then I once I'm finished here I have to turn around and procrastinate on what the fuck the next thing I'm doing <laughs> is but but uh, yeah like now it's just like I, I, I've that's the one beautiful thing about here I have a like an uh, uh, an unlimited resource of like 
incredible musicians here that I can ask at any time to help me. So it just really it's just taking my finger on my arse and fucking like oh god you know releasing songs but also pandemics and all that shit didn't help either because of course yeah. my tr- my no. true joy is like playing shows so it's just and that like i yeah. i didn't feel i felt it felt kind of weird releasing stuff and not being able to go out and promote it and play a song like because so a lot of bands are holding on to stuff now just have some yeah. form of idea of when when you can actually and have you a band Jimmy have you it. an established band? yeah 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 okay. that's it yeah uh, so like my band shout out actually go on yeah uh, the band I have here is at Trigger Within and then uh, yeah bit, essentially it's me doing all the writing and then I bring in a, a bunch of like I have a bunch of young lads over here that are like they put you to shame like just talent wise and they they play with me and it's just brilliant like,
man, it's the amount of fucking musicians and wonderful fucking talented people here. It, like, I, I have no fucking excuses. Like, you know, mm. so I'm, I literally sit here. I sat here last night by myself, like just staring at a folder on my computer with 15 songs. I was like, like fuck man, just release something. Like you've no fucking excuses, mm. but I'm King, Mr. Procrastinator, you know? So just like, uh, um, yeah. So something will come out in the next few months again. I, I can't, I don't know if it'll be in a full EP or another single or something, but, Yada yada yada. It'll be something. It'll be something, me. It'll be something. Me looking fantastic with guy liner on, uh, <laughs> fucking yeah, <laughs> and a tank top, massive tits. <laughs> well, that's 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 in though it is. So we're allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So a trigger within all social media is actually Jimmy trigger all social media is like um, uh, yeah, that's it really. Good. And Ben, when are you coming out with anything? Within the next month, let's say we're just waiting okay. on the artwork. So, uh, right, very good. What is it, a single or an EP or what? It's a single, man. We're going to release, we have another maybe four heavy songs and one acoustic song. So, we can, I can pretty much like release a new song every three months for the next year and not even have to pick up a guitar, which is great. <laughs> what tune is it? Then? It's sour. What tune? Oh. I can send it to you if you want, man. If you what want it, that, fuck? yeah, I was, I was actually about to if say If you want to like... do a worldwide exclusive.
Yeah, man, fucking sour is a. It's probably not going up on Spotify was, for a month or that, like. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Daw wrote that with you, didn't he? He didn't write shit. Well, yeah, as in like Daw, Daw was the yeah, drummer yeah, at the yeah. time. Like Daw didn't write shit, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, Daw would have been in the band when we wrote that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So lads, listen, he fucking repped Kilkenny for the metal scene, fair foxy, and I hope um, a lot of people will enjoy the chat about what happened in a certain period of time. It certainly was, as someone said, a fucking hub for bands, metal oh, bands, to hit Kilkenny. And it's great to acknowledge yeah, it. Start checking that, out some it? of the bands that were around then, like Gout and fucking Slave Gout, Zero, Nearly Dead, Jamie, Sugar Finger, Chemical Addiction. Yeah. Like White Noise and Mala as well. They were fucking sick. Blue, Blue Ghost. <laughs> yeah, Blue Ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blue Merrill. Blue Merrill. Oh, poor Richie's trying to turn off Evan's mic yes, now I just am. to get yeah, us the yeah, fuck yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's used so to it. So you've been listening to Bob Ryan, Jimmy Trigger, Ben Keating, and of course my co-host Evan. Thank you for listening to the Metal Cell Podcast. Hit the subscribe button and crucially support your own Metal Cell. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank Thanks. you so much.